How can the Auburn Tigers pull off the upset in Tuscaloosa? Listen, put me in the parking lot, you know, um, with Bears, and I'll go out there and play. It don't matter. You are Locked On Auburn, your daily podcast on the Auburn Tigers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Yes, welcome on into Locked On Auburn and Locked On Bama, a crossover Thanksgiving spectacular I'm your host, Zach Blackerby. Also, Luke Robinson, host of Locked on Bama. Thank you so much for making us your first listen every single day. Luke Robinson, happy Thanksgiving and happy Iron Bowl week to you, my friend. Happy Thanksgiving and and happy Iron Bowl week. Although, as I've always said, Auburn fans enjoy this much more than Alabama fans. If we win, all I feel is relief. Uh, I feel a little joy for a little bit. But mostly it's just, thank God that's over. Is that a pretentious thing to say, you think? I think some people will take it that way. It, it sounds a little some, pretentious, yeah. It does. I, it does. I mean, look, Alabama arrogance is a thing. Um, Good. I'm but, glad we got uh, that out there. But I have no problem admitting that. But I'll also say this, that um, it, it's, it, it's not meant to be pretentious, at least from my point of view. Growing up in Alexander City, Alabama, which is right uh, a nine iron away from Auburn, Sure. Um, I'm just telling you, like, I still have nightmares about going to school and uh, losing the the tornado game in 83 or something. Mm. You know, I just or losing the Tillman reverse in 86. I mean, it, it and then when we won, I mean, I was really happy about the Tiffin kick and things like that. But when we win, most of the time I'm like, oh, God, thank God I don't. I don't have to listen to these guys for 364 more days. It is interesting when Auburn wins, it is typically more dramatic and memorable and something like historic happens. What uh, other than the kick for Alabama? I mean, is that the most dramatic ending that's gone Alabama's way? Well, I mean, last year, last year was pretty crazy. Yeah. Um, But the thing about last year, the thing about the go back to the kick, um, that fourth quarter was bananas. I mean, there are probably a lot of people who listen to this podcast who have never seen that game. I implore you. Even if you're an Auburn fan, go check out that that fourth quarter. It was nuts. I mean, there were there big players making big plays, guys that you know that you know are in the NFL Hall of Fame on that field. I mean, it's mm. crazy. Guys that sell uh, luxury RVs for a living now, making game winning kicks. I mean, it was it had everything you want, right? Um, but uh, yeah, last year though it, it was dramatic in the way it ended. That game kind of sucked for about 58 minutes. Now, Auburn fans may disagree because they had a lead for a while. You can't possibly be like, that was a fun game to watch for 58 minutes. It just wasn't. Um, I think the kick six was the same way. It's got a dramatic ending. But, like, the first 50 minutes of that game was just kind of like a close SEC game. I don't think it was anything special. And then, obviously, the way it ended and, you know, Nick Marshall to Sammy Coates towards the end with that play that kind of ended up – changes some rules <laughs> that yeah. off season. Um, like that was all exciting, but yeah, most of that game, like when you go back to rewatch that game, it's kind of the same thing. So, but it, it's all about moments, right? Moments of this iron bowl. Um, Cause like the 2019 game from the Auburn perspective was probably one of the best games I've ever watched, but still like weird things had to happen to get to that point. But regardless, this one has interesting storylines going into it, Luke. Um, and I think the biggest thing is Carnell Williams. <laughs> like, 
What can this team do under Carnell Williams and Tuscaloosa? I, I think that's the biggest question mark, and I think that's the biggest storyline for this year's Iron Bowl. Oh, it's certainly the biggest storyline. And, I mean, if, look, if he were to win the game, um, I mean, what if Auburn already has named Lane Kiffin as the coach on Friday? I mean, that would be awkward. Um, why would it be awkward? I think it would be awkward because I think there would be a contingent that would want to be like, hey, why aren't we paying Caddy less money to do this and a guy that we know loves Auburn? Now, I'm, I'm with you, Zach. I listen to your podcast a lot. I'm with you. Thanks. I, I, I'm with you 100% that I hate it when fans are like, why are we paying this guy so much money? It's not your money. Right. It's not. It's it, some rich dude's money. Let him spend it. Is, it. Yeah. it is some rich dude's money. And as you've had some financial dudes on say, the money's all kind of, you know, just kind of phony anyway. Now, I don't know what all that means. I didn't major in finance. I'm terrible with money. But um, I don't I you do run know, a company? Maybe. Maybe. Gotcha. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, uh, anyway, you know, I think that. It, people shouldn't be so offended. I think it's just the embarrassment of being associated with it, like Texas A&M fans being embarrassed about having uh, Jimbo Fisher get $86 million if he's fired. Uh, th that embarrasses them because they're associated with it, but it's I, not their money. But I think that's a weird thing to feel. If I'm Texas A&M, and it's the same way Jimbo was like, yeah, we're not like, we, we don't actually have a lot of NIL money. So uh, yeah, I don't know why people are saying that. It's like, why are you hiding that? I, yeah, think, I think if you're Texas A&M, you should be like, yeah, we're going to pay $90 million because what he was doing wasn't good enough. We're that devoted to finding you know, somebody that can lead us to a championship. I don't think that that's that ridiculous. And so for Auburn, and at the time of us recording this, and, and I don't expect us to know this by Thursday when this drops, what the financials of Lane Kiffin, whoever Auburn's ex-head coach is, well, I, even if it is, I've heard upwards of 12. I, I think that's kind of the ceiling on this. And it's like, Jeez. okay, all right, cool. That's awesome. 12 a year. Uh, if you if you want to if you want to be seen as the best, you know, pay like the best. And I just I, I don't ever have an issue with that. I don't think you should ever be ashamed by doing something at a higher clip than other people and something that in, the, in our society finds as attractive. So, like, I think that's crazy. The folks that are pro caddy, uh, to, to respond to, to the question I asked you when I asked why it would be awkward, I think the people that are pro caddy, regardless of how the Iron Bowl goes, are still going to be pro Carnell Williams. And I don't think there's anything wrong with that, right? If you think Carnell Williams is the best to lead this team moving forward, I'm cool with that. I really don't think it's going to happen regardless of what happens Saturday. I think a lot of this is already set in stone, but... That, that's cool. Like, that's fine. I don't think it makes it awkward, though. I mean, we're talking about Carnell Williams, a guy who loves Auburn uh, more than almost anybody. And, like, I just don't, Luke, I just don't get the vibe that he wants to be the head coach. I just don't get that vibe from him. Um, and so for him to say, like, oh, man, Lane Kiffin's coming in. I'm going to do a good job. Probably get retained as running backs coach. Maybe get an associate head coach label slapped on there so we can get a nice, pretty raise. That's kind of what I'm expecting. I don't think that's awkward. Yeah, I, I'm with you. And look, Carnell, I, I, I got to say this. I respect the heck out of Carnell and the way he cares about Auburn. He truly does. As an Alabama fan, and I, I'd mean this as, as no insult, really, I would love it if y'all would hire Carnell Williams as your head coach. I just <laughs> don't think it would end up working. Um, but that's not going to happen. I think Auburn has leadership that's a little bit smarter than that. But at the same time, it's okay for me to say, too, that I respect Cornell Williams 
adoration for everything Auburn. That's, 100%. That's admirable. I mean, I think it's very cool. Yeah. Um, I, Luke, I say this every time it comes up, and you've probably heard me say it. It's like whenever you talk about Caddy not getting the head coaching situation, you got to be careful because, like, I don't want it to sound like I'm anti Caddy in any sense right. of it. It's just, I, I don't think it's the right time. I don't think it's the right fit at the moment. I don't think it's what Auburn needs right now. But I do think it's what Auburn needed in an interim role to finish out the season. And I think he's done a great job of that. And really, you know, it goes back to something you and I were talking about on the radio last week uh, that we do in Montgomery. Yeah. Um, we were talking about Lane Kiffin, and and I said, you know, in today's world, everything is either the best or the worst. And hmm. Lane Kiffin is either going to be the best hire that it could possibly be made, or people are going to say it's the worst. And really, the truth is not. It's probably a little closer to the best than anything, but it's not. Lane Kiffin is not necessarily a home run. I think he's the best of what is available. I don't think it's a great year to go head coach searching is what I'm saying. Um, but I do Luke, think – Luke, uh, I, I, I want can, can I respond to that after we talk about our friends at Bet Online? Do you mind? Yeah, I, I love our friends at Bet Online. Yeah, Bet Online. So our friends at Bet Online, which you say we love, absolutely. Uh, 22. Auburn is plus 22 currently. I like Auburn plus 22. In this one, Luke, I think it's going to be close till the fourth quarter. I don't think, uh, I don't think it's going to be a three touchdown game. I certainly could be wrong. You know, Bryce Young could certainly, you know, kick the door down early and just wear this defense out. I just don't see that. I think the strength of Auburn's defense, the strength of Auburn's team, is, is their defensive backs, and I think, uh, I think there's a potential mismatch there to keep it close. So that that's that that's where I'm going. Which way are you leaning on this one? I think you're right. Um, and, you know, as Jimmy and I talked today on Locked on Bama, it looks like there's going to be rain. Every time the dead gum iron bowls in Tuscaloosa is raining <laughs> or sleeting or there's a tornado or there's something, every time it's in Auburn, it's just, you know, doves flying above and the sun's just shining just perfectly. Uh, it just, you know, it's just one of those things that I've come to accept. Sure. And so we're going to have terrible weather at a time when we pass the ball when we don't need to be passing the ball. So that's good. Our receivers have a tough enough time catching the ball when the conditions are perfect. So I'm scared to death about what's going to happen when the conditions are wet. Yeah, so be sure to check out our friends at Bet Online if you feel passionate about this line one way or the other or any of the games this, uh, this uh, I guess, holiday weekend. Bet Online, it's where the game starts. Luke Robinson, Locked on Bam. I'm Zach Blackerby of Locked on Auburn. Uh... I forgot what we were talking about. What was I going to respond to? Do you remember? We were going to respond to Lane Kiffin and home run hire. And that's right. I think Alabama fans are a little nervous about this hire. I think Alabama and Georgia and LSU. I, I don't think you guys want Auburn to hire Lane Kiffin. I, I I will respond to that unequivocally. No, I don't. But not for the reason you think. The, okay. the reason the reason I don't want him to hire him is because I like Lane Kiffin now. You know, he came to Alabama, and then Saban had to let him go. Uh, I mean, he, he, it was just one of those things where I don't think we wanted – Saban wanted to let him go, but things just got so weird. He was like, you just got to go. Right? It was his time. This, yeah, right. And so um, – but Lane is such a – he's he's just an adorable little creature. I mean, he's he's just fun, and he's fun on Twitter, and I like him. Um, it's not that I'm scared of him winning multiple national championships at Auburn. That is not it at all. It is more – I like the guy. Man, don't – don't go to Auburn and make me not like you. I mean, I, I guess I can still like you, but I mean, I've learned to love Charles Barkley, right? I mean, Charles Barkley, I, I know his recent comments, notwithstanding, he apparently made a bunch of people mad recently on CNN. I'm not going to even get into that, but 
I, I, I like I love watching Charles Barkley, and I don't care that he's on TNT with all his Auburn stuff during NBA season. That doesn't bother me because yeah. um, I, I think Charles is a good dude. And I like Lane Kiffin, and I will learn to love him again eventually when he leaves Auburn in probably some kind of weird mess in the middle of the night. But uh, I just don't want him coaching there because I, I, I don't want to pull against him. I just like him. Uh, I respect that. I think it's I think it's going to shift the balance and uh, of the conference and put Auburn as a top four team in the conference consistently again. I, I think it's that big of a potential move. Okay, well, the, so if it's the top four, who would you say? I mean, Georgia clearly in there, Alabama clearly in there. I mean, now you, then you have a grouping. I mean, Tennessee now you got at least. I mean, against South well, Carolina, let's see what it looks like without. Let's see what it looks agreed. like without Hendon Hooker. Right? I, I think that's part of it. Um, AM, let's see what happens if this thing doesn't implode. No, I mean, L, I mean, AM's not top four. I, I think LSU and Auburn. I, yeah. I think I think that's what Lane Kiffin could do to this program. Um, interesting. Again, I can buy that. I mean, it's not like Auburn's never been in that position before. Sure. Right. They've been there before. Auburn, you know, has has flirted with being the top school several times. I mean, you know, they've won the championship, but I'm talking about in terms of national perception. Well, so, and, uh, and I also think, Luke, over the next few years, when, when this new structure in regards to scheduling, I think Auburn's going to be a team that benefits from that. Yeah, ex- uh, as long – I don't it know de- what's going to happen. Yeah, it I'm depends assuming, how it works, though. I'm right. assuming Auburn and Georgia will be kept, and Alabama-Auburn will be kept. You would think. Um, I, I can't see the SEC changing that, nor can I see them changing Bama-Tennessee. Um, I agree. You know, I just can't see that. And – um so, and then some other ones make sense. Like, hey, look, if Lane Kiffin leaves, does in fact leave, you got to make Auburn and Ole Miss permanent opponents, right? I mean, the Tuberville thing, the Lane Kiffin thing, it just makes too much sense. The Pine um, Box Bowl. The Pine Box Bowl. And then, of course, Alabama and Mississippi State would just because they're the closest geographically, uh, that makes a lot of sense. But sure. um, yeah, I, look, I think Lane Kiffin is a very good hire. And that's, that's, where I, that's where I was going with this black or white thing. If you, it's almost like I, I feel as though if I don't say Lane Kiffin is an absolute hit it out of the park home run, everybody's like, oh, you just don't, you don't like Auburn, you don't like him. No, I'm like, it's a really good hire. It's probably the best hire Auburn could make in this cycle. I 100% believe that. But D- doesn't, if it's the best hire you can make in the cycle, how is that not a, a home run? Well, I guess it, that depends on uh, the way you want to look at it. Like a, I think home run is one of those cliche terms that's overused. I mean, I, I felt like Nick Saban was a home run. I felt like, um, sure. honestly, people are going to, this is going to sound like revisionist history. I felt like Kirby Smart was a home run. I, I really did. Sure. Um, but then, you know, how many other home runs have there, when Ohio State hired Urban Meyer, it was a home run, you know, or when Florida hired him. But I don't like using that term too much. It's like people always – we say awesome so much now. Is anything awesome anymore? I think Lane Kiffin is a great hire. It doesn't mean I think it is – it's – it can be the best hire of this cycle and not be a home run. It can I be gotcha. a standing a stand-up triple. Can it? I'll take a stand-up triple. Yeah, and why wouldn't you? It's a great – because I'm going to tell you something. Do you know how often everybody says this is a home run hire and then it sucks? That's a right. lot. No, that's true. That's true. It seems steady, right? I mean, you're bringing in a guy that, in theory, we're talking as if this has already happened, but you know, let's actually pivot away from this for a second. How much do you think, if he is hired either Friday or sometime before the Iron Bowl, even if he's not, 
What do you expect the broadcast on CBS to look like? How many times is Lane Kiffin mentioned during the broadcast? All of them. I mean, like, I mean, just all of it. It, they, it may just be Gary Danielson saying Lane Kiffin in, in, in different languages, the whole broadcast, because that, that will be the story. And uh, in that regard, I think Auburn certainly hits a home run from the PR department um, right. standpoint. My wife owns her own PR company, and I, th- I think she would agree with me on that. And um, so, yeah, I, th- I think that that would be a, a positive for Auburn. And, um, you know, Lane is just – he's just such an interesting cat. Right. Uh, to have him and Bruce on the same uh, on the same campus will also be very interesting. Wild. That'll be wild for sure. All right, Luke, let's do our picks, our official picks, in just a moment right here on this crossover edition, Locked on Auburn, Locked on Bama. All right, Luke. Uh, I'll let you go first on this one. Give us, uh, give us your prediction for uh, for the game Saturday. I was feeling better until I saw the eighty percent chance of rain. I will go twenty eight. Hey, look, I'll be nostalgic about uh, you know the Sack Brody game. I'll go twenty eight eighteen Alabama. Okay. Um, and I feel like it. It's it's never really in doubt, but it's never a blowout. You know, it's not like it's 28, nothing. Then Auburn scores 18 points. Yeah. That, that's kind of, that's kind of what I'm feeling too. Something I think Alabama sort of got a two score lead most of the game. And, and then they do something at the end to sort of put it away. And, uh, and then that's that, I think it's going to be a pretty uneventful game. Mm-hmm. Bryce young is still dealing with this shoulder injury. I'm scared to death of it. Um, his deep ball just isn't there right now. And even if it was there right now, I don't know if we got anybody that would catch a deep ball from him. So, um, and I'll say this on record, I've said it a gazillion times. I think Bryce Young's the best player in Alabama history. I think he's unbelievable. I think he's going to be a fantastic pro. And um, it's a shame to me that uh, he's not going to get a chance to lead a team to a national championship. He has a ring from 2020, but he's not going to be the leader of that team. And, um, yeah, I can see Jameer Gibbs having a pretty good day. I can see Jason McClellan have a good day. He has a career day in this last contest. And uh, I think if Alabama is really smart, they can blow this game open, I believe, if they just stay patient with the running game. But we have not done that all year. So why do I think we're going to start right now? Yeah, I think as far as how many points Alabama scores, I'm with you. I think it's all about Jameer Gibbs. Because I don't know if Auburn has, like, a clear answer for him. The, the, the rush defense is fine. I don't think it's great. I think it's fine. But as far as him being so explosive in the passing game, I mean, he can take a, a simple swing pass and, you know, house it from 60 yards out. Like, you know that better than anybody. And there's not a clear guy, I think, that can match up with that. Oh, and Papo, like, I, maybe. And then, like, do you put a nickel on him? Like, do you put Keontae Scott that close to the line of scrimmage that often? If you do that, I just feel like he'll get, you know, then you can kind of stretch the field. And maybe that's where the weather helps Auburn. I, I don't know. But, yeah, I, I'm with you. I think I'm going to go, like, I'll go Bama 34, Auburn 20. And, and, and I'm kind of in the same boat as you. I, I think it's going to be a situation where it's close, mid-third quarter, and then maybe Alabama scores again, and it just kind of puts it as a two-score game, and it, Auburn has a hard time getting back in it. That, that's kind of what I'm thinking. Alabama's motivation is going to be so in question here, and and I've – I've said this on Locked on Bama. I don't think they're going to use it as a locker room speech or anything, but uh, I wish they would because I was like, guys, nobody cares about the bowl game anymore. Yes, we want to play it. Yes, we want to win it. Yes, it's extra practice. And yes, you get a bunch of swag. That's awesome. Auburn should be our bowl game. 
because this this is probably the last time we'll ever see Bryce Young on, on in Tuscaloosa, Will Anderson in Tuscaloosa, Jameer sure. Gibbs in Tuscaloosa, you know, Brian Branch, Jordan Battle, Byron Young. Guys, this is it. I don't care if you sit out the bowl game. I'm fine if you do. I mean, shoot, I, I think a bowl game now is nothing more than a glorified spring practice. So right. it make this – show us your potential. Zach, if you've ever listened to our podcast, Jimmy and I have a saying. Um, he would love to take credit for it. I'm going to take credit for it. That a team <laughs> plays its best one or two times a year and its worst one or two times a year, and everything else in between is what you actually are. Sure. And – what I'm scared of is that Alabama's already played its best, and I'm not sure it was as good, nearly as good as we thought it'd be. But what I'm hopeful of is Alabama still has that best game left in them, and this you. is it. That's what I'm hoping. Yeah, I mean, I guess you could say the same about Auburn, right? Like, what would Auburn's best game of the year be? Texas A&M? Mississippi State? Maybe. Maybe. And then, yeah, I think Texas A&M was interesting. I don't think they looked great. They were just – I mean, A&M's just awful. They're not going to be able to score, so – I don't even know if you can count that. So that's interesting. Um, yeah, Colin Coward says that a lot. It's like, you know, you, you look at like the the career of a player and it's like you take away their best year and their worst year. Everything else is pretty close. So it's a similar thing. I like that a lot. I like that a lot. Luke, hope you have a great Thanksgiving, my friend. How can uh, how can Auburn folks check out everything you have going on if they want to get a peek behind enemy lines there? Yeah, just check us out everywhere you see this podcast, uh, Locked on Auburn, anywhere. Uh, that's where we'll be, too. And, uh, Zach, I'll, I'll give you a shout-out. You mentioned Locked on Bama the other day. One of your listeners watched the podcast. was like, hey, I'm an Auburn fan, but I enjoyed this. And um, I was like, man, thank you. I mean, war damn. I'll, I'll give you one of those for that. Sweet. I appreciate it. I mean, I'm, look, I'm not crazy. Uh, no, I appreciate that. Also, an Auburn person made a uh, a video from you talking about what you call the Auburn players, little goofballs. No, no. I said, I said, I, in fact, what I said was that Auburn's going to come in to Tuscaloosa because, it, you know, Auburn is playing with as much emotion as any team in the country. Sure. They're going to come in all teary eyed and hopped up on goofballs. And where, where that comes from, I'm a huge Simpsons fan. At least I was for the old Simpsons. Okay. And Chief Wiggum uh, once arrested Ned Flanders, Homer's uh, very Christian, well to do neighbor. And uh, because Ned was having sort of a psychotic breakdown and uh, he said, you, you look all hopped up on goofballs. And I, I, that has stuck with me forever. So whenever I think somebody's going to come in with a lot of emotion, I go, they're going to be hopped up on goofballs. And boy, somebody did take that and run with it. Man, I appreciate it. They did a good job with it. Yeah, they did a great job. <laughs> all right. Hey, if, uh, for, for the Bama folks watching and listening, you can uh, check out Locked on Auburn wherever you get your podcasts. And also I write for AuburnDaily.com. Have a great Iron Bowl, everyone. We'll see you soon. This has been Locked on Auburn and Locked on Bama.